You're listening to Turbo Youth on Redshift with me, Jonathan Frischer. And me, Ben Philippin. On each podcast, we will share with you reviews of films, books, places and gadgets. With challenges, jokes and homework tips along the way, this is a fun podcast to make your day. Coming up this week, we interview Ben's Auntie Liz about Redshift Online. We make lemon meringue pie for the boys' bake-off. And we talk about our life in lockdown. Hope you enjoy. So we're going to start by interviewing my auntie Liz about Redshift Online and a few other things. So over to you, Liz. Over to me? Well, what do you want to ask me, Ben? Um, So how would you, for those that want to make a podcast, how would you? Oh, now that's an interesting question. Do you know what I've been doing all of this week? I have been directing people to listen to your podcast from last week about how to make a podcast because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think what you did last week was was brilliant. You you cap encapsulated every element of podcast making in about six or seven minutes, didn't you? It was really, really good. And I was training two new people yesterday and I said, uh, your homework this week is to go and listen to the Turbo Youth podcast because Ben and Jonathan talk about everything you need to know about podcasting. So that's what I would do. Listen to episode seven of the first series of Turbo Youth with Jonathan and Ben. Um, So what have you been doing in lockdown? Well, in lockdown, I have been actually very, very busy. Redshift has been well until December last year Redshift was a radio station as you know we were an internet radio station and we decided to stop being an internet station and just start doing podcasting so the plan was on the 1st of April to have a big reopening and a big relaunch and of course that was right in the middle of lockdown it was quite early on in lockdown so in actual fact what I've been doing is training people to do podcasting remotely like you boys have done so you've been Mm -hmm. using Zoom haven't you? Yeah. And then I will come on to a bit more about, about Zoom and a bit more about Redshift. But um, one of the other jobs that I do is um, I work for the Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership. And I work specifically with high schools and businesses to help children or teenagers with their careers and what they want to do in their careers. So I've actually been very, very busy doing that job because we've been working with schools like the one you're going to, Brian Lee's, and also all the schools in Crewe and Nantwich. And we've been putting on virtual career events and career festivals. So I think we might have a little bit of a chat about that after because I'm quite keen to find out what you two boys want to do in your careers as well. Um, so slightly going off about what you've done, do you have any pets? <laughs> Ben's saying that with a little glint in his eye because he knows I've got lots of pets. So I've got Jasper, who's a Springer Doodle, and Jasper's Springer Doodle is the same breed as your dog Jesse, isn't he? Yeah. So Jasper's a six-year-old Springer Doodle who is literally my baby. He is the best, best, best dog in the world. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> and I also have two pygmy goats called Bobby and Bertie. I've had them for a year. And then just at the beginning of lockdown, just before lockdown, in fact, I got two ducks. They're Khaki Campbell ducks and they're called Doris and Daphne. <laughs> and Doris is called Doris because she is a bit of a Doris. She can be a little bit like Daphne's definitely the boss and Doris kind of runs around behind her. And um, they lay eggs for me usually every morning. But this week I've only had one egg until today. And I did a little happy dance because I had two <laughs> eggs laid for me today. <laughs> So, um, yes, I've got five pets. What pets have you got, Ben? I've got 
just Jessie and the Spreedle, and I love her to bits. Yeah, she is a, she is a good look doggy. What about you, uh, Jonathan? What pets have you got? Um, well, 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 I don't actually have a dog, but in lockdown, our neighbours have let a beautiful golden retriever called George stay with us. He is 12, nearly 13, Although you wouldn't tell because he always bounds around the park and plays with other dogs. Oh, does look a really nice dog, actually. So he's been staying with you just for lockdown? Yeah. Very good. Is that just to help entertain you or is that to help your neighbours looking after him? Um, Well, it's to entertain us, but also I think he can be quite stroppy when he's on walks with the other two. So I think they're relieved. Ah, I see. (laughs) Right. Okay. Oh, very good. So... Back to things about COVID and that. Have you done anything like with the the voluntary shopping? And that? Oh yeah, yeah, I have actually. Um, one of the things we started right at the beginning um, of COVID was was uh, a group to help people with their shopping. So I have organised um, about sixty volunteers now, and we've all sorted. We've looked after one hundred and sixty households in Nantwich. Wow. So lots and lots of people who either are elderly and weren't allowed to go out to the shops or maybe they had, they were poorly in some way, so they've been shielding. We've been picking up prescriptions for people. We have been got one lady who's been doing dog walking for somebody um we've had we've done lots of shopping for people and i know your mum's been looking after a couple of people hasn't she ben yeah. and you've been helping with the shopping yeah so you've been yeah, going standing in the queue to get into sainsbury's and uh, doing all the shopping at socially distanced very carefully um so yeah that's now a nice group and we've actually called ourselves the nantwich buddies and we're going to carry that on so we're going to continue um with our volunteering some we're not looking after 160 households now we're down to about 60 households that have been looked after and um we're going to carry on doing that and then uh start doing some other things so we're looking now for volunteers to help us at churchview medical center right in the center of nantwich we need people that are over 18 to volunteer two and a half hours a week to take temperatures of people because you know one of the ways of checking whether people have got covid is is their temperature so people that are coming into the practice for general normal stuff like not at risk of having covid Mm -hmm. they're checking their temperatures just to make sure that they're they're fine so we're looking for volunteers to do that now if anybody wants to get involved and help they can get in touch with me at redshift what else would you like to ask me jonathan otherwise i'm gonna have to start grilling you too i might have one more um what has been your highlight of lockdown oh right okay my highlight lockdown I think I've had a few highlights of lockdown. I think I've been very, very busy and I sometimes think, oh, wouldn't it be nice just to not have to work quite as much and enjoy my garden? But I think actually one of the highlights has been realising that all the things that I do do normally and the places I go to and every every different every day I've got something different on, I've kind of realised that I don't really need to have those things in my life. I don't really need to be as busy as I am because one of the highlights has been realising that I can work loads and loads and loads and loads and I can still have time to do my garden so I've built a veggie patch built a big massive veggie bed and I've just have just this last couple of weeks harvest my lettuces rocket uh, broccoli and courgettes and I've also uh, built a greenhouse well I'm in the process of building a greenhouse we started it yesterday we're going to finish it today We've also done a bit of decorating at home and I'm going to do one more lockdown job of decorating is painting my bedroom. So that's been good. And I've enjoyed the 
volunteer group and coordinating all the volunteers and making sure that we're helping the community as, as best we can. And I think one of my biggest highlights is working with you two and doing this podcast because I think you've worked very, very hard. You've been inspirational in how you've got together and worked so hard and, and done such a brilliant podcast because this is the only time you've actually been together in the studio, isn't it? You've been on Zoom the whole time. Yeah. You've been using your mobile phones to record little bits and pieces. You've learned how to use our editing software and you've done all that in the space of, yeah, 10 weeks. So it's been amazing. It's been great fun working with you. So now we're going to talk about what we have done in lockdown. Excellent. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Ben, what have you been up to? Well, I've enjoyed lockdown pretty much all the way through. And just because of like being at home with my family, playing loads of fun board games and playing in the garden and also training Jessie to do a few tricks like um, she can now do high five and she can almost catch a tennis ball. So wow. <laughs> almost catch a tennis <laughs> ball. That makes me laugh because you remember when we first got Jasper and MJ, my husband, was like, he can't catch a ball we've got a duff dog i'm like you can't say that about him keep practicing keep practicing keep practicing and sure he's enough like a cricketer he way. is isn't he he's ever so funny playing yeah he is literally like a cricketer fielding he's very very good at catching the ball well with jesse when we first got jesse well up until about a month ago you drop a tennis ball and she'd just look at you <laughs> and it would just drop in her face and she'd be like what <laughs> but then now she actually goes to try and catch it, probably because she's fed up with things just dropping on her face half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So. She needs to spend more time with Jasper. We need to get them chasing the ball. To, well, they do chase the ball, don't we? Does she drop it when... She, she go and picks it up and yeah. then she brings it back to you, doesn't she? Sometimes she drops it if she generally wants to play. But you can... She's still at the stage where you can open her mouth and take it out if she doesn't let go. Right. See, of course, with Jasper, we can't do that, can we? We have to give him another ball for him to drop one ball. He's a bit he's a bit cheeky like that, isn't he? Yeah. Does George catch a ball? Um, no, he does not catch balls. He just lies down. Does he really? <laughs> Is he like going in the water? No, he absolutely, he's terrified of water. Is he really? Yeah. I know, you see, that's something our dogs like, isn't it, Ben? Jesse loves water. Yeah, Jasper's love water. I remember the first time Jasper went in the water, I was ever so scared. We went at Durnford Lake, I thought, oh my goodness me, I don't think he can swim, I don't think he can swim. And he swam and he swam, he swam, he swam right out to the middle of the lake. I was like, oh, well, oh my goodness he, me. Well, so I, I think George used to swim all the time with the older dog that they used to have called Sadie. But when she died, he didn't swim anymore oh really oh so we like this little mate to swim with oh that's sweet isn't yeah. it jasper swims on the canal we go he literally will swim from one canal bridge to the other mm. he loves his swimming absolutely loves his swimming um so one of my hobbies that i haven't really done until recently is fishing and i went fishing yesterday although when this goes out will be a couple of days before but I caught a, rain, uh, a rainbow trout and that was three pounds <gasps> that's amazing in weight, it is yeah. incredible and I've just seen it in your fridge it's huge it's going <laughs> to feed your family for a week <laughs> are you going to taste it yeah I think so well yeah whenever we have something that we can't eat or we don't have anything sweet for dinner we'll eat that but <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Your mum's so organised, she'll have it all ready. It'll all have to be filleted carefully. There's lots of bones in rainbow trout. Do you like fish, Jonathan? Um, yes, especially trout. Right. Oh, do you? Especially trout. Mm. It's, trout's a nice flavour, but I get, I do struggle with all the little bones in it. <sighs> so, Jonathan, tell me one, one of your highlights of uh, lockdown. Um, well, I've been doing um, veggie patches like Liz. Ah, have you now? What have you got in your veggie patch? Um, well, we have two veg chugs and two veg troughs and three potato bags. Oh, so brilliant. All since lockdown? All, all new to you? Um, or have you done it before? Well, the veg chugs we had before, but we made the um, veg troughs and the potato bags this year. So we've got lots of potatoes, lots of carrots, loads of courgettes, and we've ate some courgettes yesterday. And we have green beans and then tons of potatoes. Ah, very good. I didn't do potatoes. I don't. We don't eat many potatoes. I thought well, I'll just mm. do what I eat. What I can. What I eat a lot of. Yeah. Although I don't really eat a lot of courgettes, but I know they're quite easy to grow. So I thought I'll yeah. put those in just in case, just to make sure I grow something. <laughs> so uh, we have got quite a lot of courgettes, but my broccoli did quite well. Mm. Although it took up a lot of space, I only had four pieces. You sound like your your vegetables are very well, but with that. With Jesse, we've got two <laughs> troughs that my dad made. They've got flowers in, tomatoes. We've got three types of tomatoes. I think one's a big tomato or something. Um, beef master tomato, I think. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, like cherry tomatoes. And then also, I think we've got plum tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. But the cherry tomatoes, we just took the seeds out of a normal tomato that you get from a shop dried them out in the sun and then planted them and they took on yeah the so but we planted them a couple of days ago and we went out the next day and they've been dug up because <gasps> jesse she's just kidding. In, in the grow bag she just digs and digs and digs <laughs> oh my goodness me i thought my goats might get my veggies but they haven't they don't venture that far down the garden thank goodness but if Jasper dug up my veggies, there would be trouble. He jumped on the veggie bed once to get his tennis ball and I threw it and I was like, Jasper, get off. And I shouted at him and he, he's never gone near my veggies. Well, a few weeks ago, there was the green bin was in the way of the path next to the veg troughs. So George just wandered over them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, do you? So does this mean, Ben, that your tomatoes are now not going to happen? Um, the well, careful nurturing of you and Daddy. We've got quite a few uh-huh. that haven't been ripped apart, but <sighs> we've got loads of sunflowers. Some of them are like really, really thick stalks at the moment. That's good. And we've got a few heads and quite a few other vegetables. So we've got the three types of tomatoes. We did have a courgette, but then Jesse dug it up, and then <laughs> we replanted it and watered it, but. Either it was water too much or she'd already killed it. Um, <laughs> so that didn't take. We got a cucumber from our neighbour, um, which is taken, and it's in a plant pot now. And we've also got a pepper growing. Brilliant. Oh, that's really good. I didn't know you had a pepper. That's very clever. Well, I've got my new greenhouse going up today, so I'm hoping that I can... I don't know if I might be able to manage to grow some peppers before the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see, but... I'm hoping to be very organised next year and get some peppers grown as well. So what other things have you enjoyed doing? You've got a long list, Jonathan. Read some of your things out. Um, well, when when we were doing the NHS clap, me, my brother and my neighbour, 
used to play our instruments for the tree, um, street. So I play the clarinet and my brother plays the trumpet. And then it, um, after the street clap, we would walk over to the sheltered housing just down the road and play for them, which was really Lovely. Fun. That was a really nice thing to do, yeah. Yep. Like playing with an audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, a few minutes ago, Ben and Liz were speaking about how Jasper's a bit like a cricket, a fielder. Um, and in the last few weeks, we've been taking the neighbours of other two dogs, Sophie and Dylan, to play cricket because obviously we uh-huh. haven't got enough people to play <laughs> properly. So, so, so Dylan lies down and rolls around wanting tummy tickles or he jumps up and licks you. <laughs> and Sophie is a good little fielder, although the problem is is that she'll never give you the ball back. She'll just wander around looking really proud of herself, yeah. going, mm, mm. <laughs> That's what Jasper does, isn't it, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Can't get him to drop the ball. So, um, so I've also been doing lots of things on Zoom. So I've been doing scouts on Zoom, and we did a Harry Potter virtual escape room. Oh, so cool. we put like a code in on a link and then you could just like find stuff on like a virtual thing and then a band that I'm in, a jazz band has also been doing it on Zoom so obviously we're all muted or else it wouldn't sound good and then um, one of the um, players plays the piano so she stays unmuted and then we play some really cool tunes alongside her Excellent Ben, how have you been getting on with your violin practice since lockdown? Good. Well, um, only, well, about a month ago, a month and a half, I started to have Zoom violin lessons, which have been really good and have helped me to keep practising. And I've recently just learned another song, which is the Kaylee. Oh, really? So, a part of a Kaylee. That must be quite fast, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. So maybe if in series two we did Scotland or something, um, ah. I could give a demonstration. Possibly. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe on my birthday you can give a demonstration. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have happy birthday every year from Ben <laughs> on whatever instrument he's on. <laughs> Very good. So do you like? Do you both like playing musical instruments? Would you say that's one of your top hobbies? Definitely, yes. yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, I just started some guitar lessons on a website called Tutorful. So my teacher lives in London, and we do it on Skype, and he's a really good player, so we're doing lead guitar and everything. So the song that I'm learning at the minute is Come Together by the Beatles, and at the, at the beginning it has like a cool lead guitar riff bit, which I've learned as well. Oh, brilliant. Very good. Did you play the guitar at all, Ben? No. Trumpet, trombone, trombone. drums, and violin. Right, okay. And violin's been your favourite? All through school, yeah. I want you to play the drums. I want to come and see you rocking <laughs> out in a band in <laughs> ten years' time. <laughs> Me, your old Auntie Liz. <laughs> so let's think about some of the things you've done on your podcast. Now, you have... Well, you've done all sorts of things. We've had STEM challenges, mm-hmm, haven't yeah. we? Tell yeah. me about the STEM challenge. So each week we get... So for each series, we get pretty much about 10 STEM challenges from Chris Ridge from Air Products. And they're really fun that he finds. And it makes me wonder where he finds them all, or if he just knows them. But 
Um, so we've had things like Cocomentos, the egg spinning, balloon hovercraft, loads of them. And yes, we've really enjoyed them. So, so Chris is a STEM ambassador for Air Products, which means he goes into schools, lots and lots of schools all over the place, and he helps inspire young people into STEM subjects. So he has got, I reckon, his head full of amazing little mm. experiments. And have you enjoyed doing the STEM challenges, Jonathan? Yeah, they've been really fun. Which has been your favourite? Um, I think my favourite was probably the floating water one. And what did you have to do with that, can you remember? Um, well, you filled a glass up with water, then got some card, turned the glass over and then um, let go of the card and it's stuck there. Wow, <laughs> excellent. So t- Chris uh, records these, doesn't he? He sends you them through yeah. each week, he records them. And we've come to the end of our STEM challenge for the time being because... Chris's wife had a baby last week. Well, I think it was on Monday. So just when we ran out of STEM challenges, he went and had a baby, didn't he? So good luck to to Chris and to his wife, Sean, and many, many congratulations to you. And I know the boys are very much looking forward to having you back. And I think once yeah. lockdown properly eases, we'll get Chris in the studio with us so you can actually interview a real-life STEM ambassador. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I've got another hobby, which Jonathan even told me about. So it's on Duolingo, which is a language app. Oh, yeah. And, well, my mum had it on her phone, but we never used it. And then Jonathan started to learn French, was yeah. it? And then he told me about it. So I've started to learn Welsh. Really? Yeah. I had no idea you were doing that. Goodness me. <laughs> That's quite a hard language to learn, even though we're half Welsh in our family i think it's quite a a tricky language to learn so you're putting the the app on now are you yeah so say greetings for instance Mm -hmm. i've finished the greetings part but so i have my volume up so it's like select the correct translation of welcome which is crustle which is welcome in welsh so crystal is welcome so sometimes it gives you a a demonstration of the word you click the um the correct translation you press check and it will make that noise if it's correct mm-hmm. good oh. afternoon is and da. so it's loads of things like that excellent yeah it's really good and sometimes it asks you to say the words and then you just put the microphone up to your mouth yeah and then it recognizes it what so, a cool thing to do during yeah. lockdown. So what language have you been learning, Jonathan? Um, I've been learning French um, because in high school I've chosen to do French as okay. well. And you've been learning Welsh because? Um, well, when we go over to our caravan, it's quite nice to, um, like, just to say a few things in Welsh yeah. and to understand a few of my cousins more, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So, Good Things idea. Like Excellent. Yeah. We'll have to uh, get on to um, maybe message your cousins and see if they'd like to send some messages back to you in Welsh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you could ask Naomi to do that. So let's think also about some of the things you've done in podcast Bake Off. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the boys' bake-off. That's probably been my highlight of all the podcasts. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. it, really? <laughs> Just because it's really, really, really good fun. And each week we assess each other a different 
thing to bake or make, whether that be in the dinner, a pudding. I think my favourite one that we've done will either be the lemon meringue pie, if it works, and also back right to the first podcast um, when we made the cheesecake. Oh, oh yeah, yes. the cheesecake was so good. And boys, it's Sunday morning, and didn't I say I'd open up the studio on one proviso today? Oh, look, silence, smiling faces. <laughs> what were you meant to do today for me? Bring you the yes. lemon meringue. Bring me something to taste, because all you've done for the last 10 weeks is make <laughs> things for your family to taste. And poor old Auntie Liz hasn't had a taste of even... Semi-photos. Even the brownies. All I've got is photographs. So <laughs> I'm waiting and waiting for a taster. So are you going to make me this lemon meringue pie, Ben? Yeah. Excellent. Is it going to be my birthday cake? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Is it going to be as good as Mummy's lemon meringue pie? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to cheat and get Mummy to come and assess the situation as you make it? Or are you going to ban her from the kitchen? <laughs> Have you made a lemon meringue pie before, Jonathan? No, I've not, so I'm looking forward to making it. I'll give you a tip, Ben. To get extra points from me, you need an extra, extra deep base of biscuit. Right. Okay. Thank you very much, ginger nut. <laughs> and if you want to mix it in with a bit of uh, chocolate hobnobs, then I'd be quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> very demanding, Auntie, aren't I? So we've done some tasters, haven't you? What have you done? What reviews did you do a few weeks ago? Um, Church's, Church's Mansions Fish and Chips, which um, I said that when we did the Father's Day one, I'd say I'd give a quick review on how the roast dinner was, but I forgot. So, <gasps> so give us a review on the Father's Day roast dinner. If you're going to get a roast dinner, if you would like a takeaway, or now I think Church's Mansions are even opening as of tomorrow, is That's it? That's right, they're open now, yeah. Um, and so that will be, if you want one, you should go to Church's Mansions. The chicken, we think, was put on the spit roast and turned and turned and turned. Wow. It was delicious. Roasted carrots, roasted vegetables, roast potatoes, giant Yorkshire puddings, everything you could want. <gasps> that sounds like heaven. Yeah, <laughs> I think was. I might have missed out there. I really, yeah. really wanted the roast dinner, but I don't. I didn't get around to ordering a Sunday roast. But, uh, yeah, it sounded absolutely lovely. And the fish and chips. I have had the fish and chips quite a few times, actually. And the scampi and chips as well. They were beautiful. Really, really nice. So I also want to know about what's coming up in your future podcast. Are you going to carry on doing a podcast? I think yeah. so, yeah. I think so. We've got a whole new change of life, though, coming up for you both, haven't we? What, what are you going to be doing in September? Um, moving well, up we're both moving school. to Brian Lee's. Yeah. yeah. And that'd be quite so, nice because at the moment you're at different schools, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, started in the same nursery, went to different primary, now same secondary. Excellent. Which is nice. Yeah. So hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll keep your podcast going because your Turbo Youth podcast is certainly getting popular and people are enjoying listening to it. I know you've got some ideas about your next series. Do you want to tell me what those might be? Well, for every podcast, we're doing a different type of food from different countries and then we will talk about the culture and we'll just speak, talk about each country. Very good. So lots of different countries. So we've got this for a quick taste of what you'll see to come up. This is the list of ideas at the moment because we plan everything out and then we 
we'll have a Zoom meeting or we'll meet at Redshift and we'll talk about which ones we want to do in that. So we've got Wales, Israel, USA, China, India, England or Scotland, Italy, France, Spain, Greece, Sweden, Poland or Scotland again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't get Scotland twice, but seeing as your dad's both Scottish. <laughs> So Wales for the boys bake off we make Welsh cakes. Oh yeah. Israel um let me pronounce this right. Challah bread. Okay. Which is it's a, like um it's a really it takes about 5 hours to make but it's it's sort of a bit honey and then you plait it really nice. Oh right. Oh that sounds interesting. Well, Good, I'll we have a taste of that one, yeah. Welsh cakes and challah bread, do it. I love that. Um, so if we can try and figure out on our website, we'll try and upload some photos underneath oh, that's a good the idea. show notes. So yeah, can we can see. put that onto the Redshift website, that's no problem. Okay. Um, for America, we've got apple pie. Ooh. China, stir fry. Um, India, curry. England, we haven't decided, but maybe Victoria Sponge or something. Oh, okay, that's a good idea, yeah. Scones. Scones, oh, yeah. Yeah. Scotland would be shortbread. Okay. Um, Not neeps and tatties. <laughs> Italy, possibly pizza. France, quiche <gasps> Lorraine. Oh, is that right? Okay, that's quiche, good. Not the frog's so. legs then. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spain, paella. Greece, Baklava. Oh, lovely. <gasps> really bad for you, but very, very tasty. <laughs> Sweden, we make cinnamon rolls. Oh, lovely. And Poland donuts. Oh. According to my friend's, my friend Dylan, his mum said to my mum that in, um, like we have Shrove Tuesday... Um, in Poland, they have Fat Monday, I think, or Fat, fat Friday. Friday. Oh, really? And they make donuts. Oh, really? So that's a tradition over in Poland. Right then. So well, that'd be good. So you can you can embrace all well. these different traditions from around the world. Yeah. Very good. So I know we're coming up to the end of your podcast now. I want to just quickly hear from you about what you're looking forward to about Brian Lee's. Um, well, a lot of things, I think, but mainly food technology. Yes. Oh, yeah, good. Um, and hopefully me and Jonathan would be in the same form. That'd be good. Yeah. We hope so. And didn't you say something about with the old Redshift stuff you made and it to Brian Lee's? Oh, yeah, you heard it, heard it here first. I'm going to talk to Brian Lee's and see whether we want to maybe set up a radio station there, see if we can do something, because we're not doing the live radio here but now, but Brian Lee's have always been very involved with Redshift, so... We're going to have a little word with the uh, head teacher there and see if we can do something with Redshift and Brian Lee's together. Okay. What are you looking forward to, Jonathan? Um, I'm looking forward to loads of things, but um, probably mainly all the sort of how there's teachers for different subjects, because in primary school there was just one teacher for everything, but there'll be specialists for subjects, so we'll sort of, we'll learn more things about oh, okay. it. Okay, yeah, specialist subject things, okay. So? I think the only thing that I would get wrong is remembering everyone's names. <laughs> yes. names. So for the first day, 
I'll get everyone's names and have a list of people. Do you know, when I was a teacher, I, it was very difficult. I always used to worry, I must learn all the children's names by the end of the first day. And I'd have them all make sure they wouldn't, sit, you know, they all had to sit in the same seat. And I had a little map where they all, all sat down and then I had them wearing badges. And then the next day I'd tell them to take their badges off and I'd have to try and remember where they all sat as they came in. <laughs> You have to try. I'll tell you a little trick, actually, you can do. If you get someone's name, if you need to remember someone's name, you write it on a piece of paper and you hold it up here. So as you look up, I'm holding my hand up to the top right. And if you look at that and you, you put that name and then you look at the person and you look at the name, you look at the person, that helps to hold it in what's called the visual remembered part of your brain. It's a really good tip for learning things. Like if you learn your times tables or you learn a, a dodgy spelling word, a, a word you can't spell, write it on a piece of paper and put it up there and that process of making your eyes look up to the right is helping you to remember mm-hmm. there's your top tip for Manti Liz when you go to school <laughs> so boys I'm going to leave it to you to wrap up your last few minutes of this series what would you like to say um well we hope you have enjoyed all the fun activities and we look forward to doing the next series as well yeah and Thank you for listening to Turbo Youth. You've been a great support and thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Anything from Jonathan? No. (laughs) Ben said it all. Yeah. Well done, boys. (laughs) Now it's time for the Boys Bake Off, where we will challenge each other to make a recipe and have our families taste it and score it. Hi, so I'm with my dad and I'm asking him how many points out of five he would give me for my lemon meringue pie. Well, overall I would give it four out of five. And why is that? Well, the lemon was very nice. It was very zesty, I would say. The pastry was very light and fluffy, so it was quite nice. But the meringue was... There wasn't really There any wasn't meringue. any meringue, so... <laughs> It loses one point for the meringue. But overall, the lemon itself was very nice. Okay, thank you. So here I am with my Auntie Liz, and I'm going to ask her what she would rate out of five stars. She would rate my lemon meringue pie. (gasps) Well, I can't believe I can only have five stars to rate it out of because it was definitely a 10 out of 10. So it must be a five out of five. (laughs) It was delicious. And why did you like it so much? Well, I liked it, A, because you made it for my birthday, B, because you listened to my very strict instructions about making an extra (laughs) deep base, and C, because it just goes to show that your mummy and my sister isn't the champion at making lemon meringue pie anymore, is she? Nope. <laughs> How did you make it? So, oh, when I found it hard to remember now. Um, so we started off by making the gingerbread, uh, the base, and so we got we used two packets of ginger nut biscuits, and then we crushed them all down together, and then put them in a pan with some butter and melted them all together. And then we made the lemon curd by zesting some orange and squeezing some lemon juice then put that put the put something like 500 ml of water into Uh a saucepan and then the lemon zest 
and then I put the corn flour which was 65 grams or something um, into a jug then put the two lemon um, juice into that mixed it all together then put once that had mixed put that into the pan mixed it all together until it started to go thick and then I put the egg yolks not the whites because you use them for the meringue but um, put the egg yolks into the pan when it's cooled and then mix it all together and then for the meringues we put flour sugar and the egg whites and if you put egg yolks in I don't know what happens but you have to use the egg whites so we did that by putting the egg in my hand and then slowly moving it about and then the whites went through so that's it that's amazing I do you know I all the years that your mummy's made lemon meringue pie I thought she used the lemon mix that you get from the shop. <laughs> I never knew that she actually made it all from scratch. <laughs> and because we had an extra deep biscuit base, you came along with a tub of lemon that didn't fit in the in the mix, in the cake, did you? Didn't you? Yeah. So we enjoyed eating that as well. Very, very good. It was lovely. Um, I still think my suggestion about uh, crushing up some chocolate hobnobs in with the ginger biscuits... <laughs> possibly would be rather tasty but you and mummy disagreed with that didn't you yeah I, you see i'm like your mum likes to follow a recipe really strictly whereas i'm a bit more of an experimental chef and i just think oh well if i like that i'm sure it'll be fine in that as well so you'll have to you'll have to like break the mold break the filament mold and go and uh, go and experiment <laughs> yep. so what are you going to make next I don't know. I think that would be Welsh cakes or something. Oh, yes, for your next series. Excellent. Well, what a lovely... Oh, and the other thing I really liked about it was I secretly stashed in the fridge enough for me to have for breakfast the next day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so my post-birthday diet started the day after my birthday. Yeah, well done. So thanks for rating that. And we'll... you'll definitely get some of the Welsh cakes next time. Oh, jolly good. Pleased to hear it. Pleased to hear it. Okay, bye. Bye-bye, lovey. Thank you for listening to Turbo Youth with me, Ben Philibon. And, and me, Jonathan Frischer. Send your messages to studio at redshiftonline.org and put Turbo Youth in the subject field. Bye for now. Bye.